everyone. Welcome to another episode of Behind the Studs. Hey, Jim. Hey. How are you, buddy? Not as hot as last week. No, man. It was like in the 70s today. Were you outside at all today? Yeah. Well, I mean, not for no. long periods of time, that's, but I had to go on. It was beautiful. It was beautiful. Day. It was just horrible. It's a freaking beautiful day today. Yesterday was like 90. Today's 77. Yeah, it's nice. I'll take oh 77. Gosh. Thank you very much. Well, I mean, if I was working outside, then I, I would have to agree with you. Yeah. But, right. Right. I like the warmth. Yep. As we know. So I want to give you an update on, uh, remember the Moen fixture? The slide bar unit yeah. for my bathroom? Yeah. So I contacted the um, supplier. Yeah. It was FW Web. And they were very, very cool. They said, you know, listen, call them because they do a lifetime warranty. Um, and you shouldn't have any issues. If you do, call us back and we'll help you through it. So all I did was I went on to the, the Moen website. I put in the model number of everything, showed them, uploaded the photo. I would say less than 24 hours. I got a response, you know, tell me that they received my, my request. Yeah. And then within an hour after that, they said, um, we are shipping this part to you at no charge at all. Uh, they included a link so that I could watch it to see how to replace it myself. So I didn't have to call a professional to do it. And then they sent me, um, like a coupon for 75% off of six items on the, the it's like the Moen VIP website. So you can go on there and look at different fixtures. And if you need something, you can apply the 75% off. Dude. I thought that was very nice of them. That was really good. I mean, that's a stand-up company in my opinion. Yeah. So Moen came through. Thank you very much. You know, the lifetime warranty. Cause you know, I bought it in 2017 and installed it but you know really there shouldn't have been any reason why that would have happened you know unless it was just a poor design at the time it was just whatever you know set screw is in there from from you know before yeah that just kind of started rusting away uh, so but no they did a great job and i really appreciate it so as soon as it comes in i'll let you know and that it's all up and running they had a rough time about four or five years ago did they with some stuff it not, would have been right everything. around the same time huh? that would have been around the same time yeah, five years ago yeah it wasn't it wasn't everything but that whole thing that came out with that motionless faucet, oh Jesus, yeah. which was a total so, disaster. Yeah. yeah, I saw not one, two. I saw three going to a woman's house, and they all oh, oh absolutely. And yeah. the plumbers, oh, oh they were they just wanted to yeah, commit suicide. Yeah, they didn't even want to touch those no. things. No, it, 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 no. And I'm pretty sure that's probably what was the demise of that that whole product. Right. Yeah, it was because you couldn't find a plumber who would put it in. Right. Because they didn't want to have to keep coming back. You walk by at three o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Yeah. On. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Then you uh, then you go down there for breakfast to get the water. It won't work. No. Yeah, act like a magician. Yeah. Oh, that summons the water. Awful. Summons the water. Yeah. Yes. So now everything else is probably good with that. And yeah. Yeah. So they've come a long way, but that's a really great and that's really good backing up. They kind of like the the Chrysler of faucets now. Remember when Chrysler had a rough time and then yes. the Iacocca came in and oh, everything yeah, around. Yeah, yeah, I remember all everybody, that. They, everybody yeah. wanted him to run for president. Yeah, he probably would have won. He did such a great job. <laughs> yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah he turned he that stuff right around. Absolutely. Uh, I'm sure it wasn't a lot of fun to be hanging out there, but he got it done. Hey, never had to be done. Yeah. You know one thing we never really discussed on this show and I'm just starting to delve into it more because you saw me, I came in today and my, my feet are tired. I, I need boots. Yeah. Um, there are, we never discussed this, which is so important because if you don't have the right thing on your feet, yep. you're doomed. You're true. Especially, and that's, that's for men and women. Right. You know, absolutely. Um, and I'll put it back together, but I'll put it back together next week. But the, you know, what boots I right now, I'm just going to say my personal boot, um, 
that I like the best right now is the Carhartt work boot, okay. steel-toed boot. Yep. Um, it has really good support. Mm-hmm. And if you need extra support, you have room in that boot to get it, such as you need to get a Dr. Scholl's mm-hmm. for you know extra support. They they fit really, 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 really well. Nice. Um, worst shoe to get is anything from Walmart, the work boots. Really? Um, the reason being is that they're great in a pinch, but long term, you're in trouble. You're in trouble with your feet. And I've 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 used them before. So to to counteract that, if you buy a cheap boot, you need to go out and spend twenty bucks on an insole. Yeah, uh, like from Walgreens or from you know drugstore, and put that in because that'll save your butt. Yeah. Uh, but the you know they're they're cheap. The Wolverines are cheap, hmm. but they're just a work boot. Yeah. But they you won't last. They won't last. They'll screw up your hips, your knees, just mm. everything. Wear you right out. Yeah. Now, like so, you said, I mean it's important to have comfort. Right. You know, and good support, really. Right. There's a bunch of boots that are out there right now that I'm that I'm investigating and looking them up. And uh, right. the real good ones are really expensive. Well, yeah. But you like, put them on your feet, they're like Cadillacs. Like anything else, really, you know? Yep. So, all right. We're doing the July Reddit special. I didn't know that. Yes. And I'm just blabbering away here. <laughs> well, it's good to find out about your feet. Yeah. And see that they're happy. Happy feet. Happy feet. All right, let's go, man. All right. So we'll just jump right on into it. How about that? All right. All right. So, gentlemen, uh, what do you got? Okay, so I recently purchased a house. We are in deep need of shelving, somewhat of a newbie. What can I do to help improve my accuracy? Any special tools or improvements I can do that will give me enough cuts to be proud of? I purchased a Ryobi miter saw, standing mobile table saw. Good. Spent less than $600 for them combined. Great job. For doing basic woodwork to build some built-ins. Good. The miter the table saw came with is very flimsy. I adjusted the nuts for the zero degree and 45 degree adjustments and adjusted the rip guard to the best accuracy I could think to do. Okay. So, you know, I my original table saw that I bought over 16 years ago was a Ryobi. Right. And it it just recently died. Right. 16 years that yep. thing made it. Right. So, right. you know, I wouldn't necessarily recommend it for all construction sites, um, but definitely for, you know, projects around the house, it's going to be fine. A lot of, I, I see more and more contractors going with Ryobi. They've, I honest to God. Maybe the, true. yeah, the, the, they've come a long way. You think, yeah, or? but I think it's just, you know, they're cheap and they get, they get them to where they got to go. They yep. do everything they got to do. Yep. Um, they're dirt. Mm, okay. Cause this is a, another thing. And if you talk to other guys in the trades, certain trades, like if you talk to plumbers, you talk to electricians, mm-hmm. they always buy their materials in house at their supply house because it's made with metal and with real mechanics, mm-hmm. Home Depot, Lowe's, their stuff is made with plastic. Right. They don't last as long. Tools really, if you are out there, like this gentleman here who's just a homeowner, what he got is fine. Perfect. Right. Yeah. I mean, it sounds like to me he wish he got a better table saw, but this he's just building shelves right now. That's going to be fine. Right. Little things around the house like that. You know, when you want to get into cabinets and stuff like that, then you want to get a much more expensive table saw. But he's going to be fine with that. Yeah, he's going to be fine. I mean, get a decent decent blade, you know, Diablo blade for it. Yep. Which would be perfectly fine. Get the ripping blade. Uh, 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 the yeah. fine. Fine, the fine one. Yeah. Yeah. Like plywood. Get yep. that. That'll be fine. Um, the only other thing I would recommend picking up is a Craig jig. If you're going to be doing shelving and built-ins and stuff, 
You think? It sounds to me like he was just doing like closet shelving. You think so? He? Maybe. Maybe. We talked about built-ins. All right. So I think if you're oh. going to do built-ins, right. and I, right. I yeah, that. then I think I would definitely recommend looking into it. Um, it takes a little bit to get used to, but it it definitely helps keep everything together, um, and it hides the screws. Glue. With glue. Yeah. Need some glue. Hey, he can buy a... He can buy a cheap battery powered uh, trim gun, which is I got a port mm. cable for like a hundred and change. Yeah, I still have it. And they're yeah. tough and they're rugged. Perfect. You know, just go out when you when you buy it. I can buy it online. They give you one battery and they give you a power pack. Mm-hmm. I would go immediately buy another battery. Yeah, even though the batteries last longer, mm-hmm. um, they're good. Yeah, um, they're you can get them. the The gun that I have is a eighteen gauge. 18 gauge. Okay. It's 18 gauge. Yeah. So, and you can get, you can get the Porta Cable Brad's uh, at Home Depot. The nails. Yeah. The nails. And there's also ones you can get, you can get a generic one that fits your gun. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, just make sure you got the right gauge. Right. That's, that's the, huge. Cause gun, it'll just keep jamming. They'll jam in the gun. Yep. 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 Cause they do, so, they make the 16s and the 18s. Right. So make sure you get the right, right. one. 16s got a thicker gauge. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. But the 18s is going to do you fine if you're doing shelves. It did. They hold up very, very well. Yep. So you'll be good. So I was at a house yesterday. So this one kind of rings true to me. Um, I had to give somebody some advice on a leaky shower. So it says, my parents are getting old and can hardly keep up with their home maintenance. I'm now stepping in to help them around the house. Nope. I have zero experience. Thus, I come here to learn to Reddit, uh, to find encouragement so that I can gather enough motivation to complete this task. My biggest fear is mold or water damage. So I started looking at the bathroom first. They had it remodeled two years ago, but the guy did a terrible job caulking it. I noticed lots of mold around these caulk lines. I've been reading posts from here and YouTube, but I'm horrified that I might mess up. How do I get rid of the mold? Anything I should pay attention to while attempting to re-caulk this shower? Which brand of silicone is best to use? Wow. So... So I was at a, I was at a house. Uh, they had a leak, and uh, they opened up the ceiling below. It was in the dining room, and you can look up, and I could actually see daylight. I could see into the bathroom. Oh, so we went upstairs, and clear as day, you could tell that somebody just shot this uh, corner of the shower full of silicone. But over time, it had started to peel away from the 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 base itself. So water, you could actually see water stains coming down where it was going through the corner of the door, following the pan and going right downstairs. Um, Made a huge mess, you know, a lot of rot. It's been going on for a long, long time. Um, So what we recommended uh, them to do is to rip up all the silicone that was there, you know, all the because it was also rusted and moldy and stuff. So definitely rip that all out and then just kind of re-clock everything again. Mm -hmm. Uh, But to definitely do it from the inside of the shower, as well as outside the shower. So you want to try to prevent it from even leaving the shower. Mm. Um, so they're supposed to, and, and the other big thing too is it, it, a lot of these silicones will say, wait 30 minutes and it's waterproof. Wait 24 hours. Yeah. Give it the full 24 oh, hours. Oh, please do. That's, um, that's only if you're in a pinch. Yeah. If you're in a pinch, you know, if you know, you know, you got a window that you got a silicone quick before the rain's coming, you'll yeah. probably get away with it. Um, but if you're looking for something that's going to be a, a, temporary fix but at least something that's going to last for a little while 
definitely give it the 24 hours to cure. Plumbers use that I know uh, professional plumbers use GE. GE. They use silicone. GE silicone. Yeah. Whether it be clear or the white. Okay. Or, or um, that's what they use. The worst part of the whole job, what you got to do is get rid of the old silicone. Yes. That just is a suck job. Um, and it's um, now what, what do you recommend using? Well, depending on what it is, I mean, if you look at his, his, if you use, look at the tube and if it has cleanup on it, it'll tell you what to use. That's the best. Or there's an 800 number on it. You can call them and they'll tell you whether okay. it's an acetone yep. or if it's mineral spirits that you got to yep. use because it depends what kind of silicone that you're using. Right. You know, if you're using a latex, it's, it's good now and it's compatible and it's waterproof. Um, and that might just, just come off with a razor. Mm-hmm. You know, just you have to, oh, you got to clean that surface really good. Yes. It's like, because it, if it's tainted with old silicone, it will not adhere correctly. Right. And you're back at Jump Street again. And you, know, you want to make sure happen. that area is completely dry yeah. before you even apply. That, and also, you got to make sure it is silicone around the tub on the outside of the tub, mm-hmm. on, the, on the bottom, either silicone or it's the grout is re waterproof the grout around the tub because mm-hmm. that's very common. And uh, most of your leaks either come from the faucet of the tub because mm-hmm. the seal around that will go mm-hmm. um, or it'll also go um, dumbest thing, but it's, I catch it all the time. It's the curtain. The curtain. Yeah. People just think <clears throat> a quarter of the curtain is not all the way in mm-hmm. and the water travels, it finds it and mm-hmm. it's down. It's, it's done. Yeah. How many, how many ceiling repairs I've done in the kitchen because of the freaking curtain. Yeah. Most of the time. Yeah. Most of the time. Yeah. yeah. Or if it's a tub, kids are splashing in there and it's going out over the tub. And, yeah. Yeah. That's, you know, that's it. I I would also, for your parents, get them a, they make, I have that. It's a bathroom mat. It's really mm-hmm. good. Mm-hmm. We have a couple of them and it's got a sponge to it. Okay. But it absorbs the water mm. and you butt it right up against the tub. So you're taking a shower. Yeah. So even if you get out of the tub, you know, after taking a shower, mm-hmm. it absorbs the water off your feet. Oh, nice. Pretty much right away. Okay. It really holds that. That's, I think that's crucial for your parents and stuff like that. Yeah, absolutely. You know what I mean? And, you know, you're, you're nervous about doing the caulking and making a, making it look bad. It's, it's not a lot of fun to work with silicone. No, it's just not. You can buy an applicator. Uh, it's a, it's a little, it looks like, <laughs> It's funny looking. Um, it's like it's got like a rounded triangle head to it. Yep. And you can use that. They, they make a diff- couple different kinds of it. And go test it out on something else before you test it out on the tub. Mm-hmm. And you can just you can put the bead into the corner, um, and then you can swipe it with this with this tool. Yep. If you need any real, it's silicone. It's not latex, right? Right. Because latex, you can do that with a sponge and water and. Mm-hmm. It's in really yeah, nice. It's much different. Silicone is much different. It's almost like it's almost like a one and done thing. Yeah. You got you got nothing to play with once it's on. No. So don't overload it. it. Yeah. Start small. Yeah. Yeah. So okay. Hope that helps. <clears throat> Hope that helps. That should help. So this person wants to know if a fireplace will reduce my electricity bill in the winter. Says last winter I was hammered with four to five hundred dollar bill almost for five six months in the Midwest. Typically it's under a hundred dollars in the summer since we can be outdoor and open windows. So in preparation I was thinking about those mid century type of fireplace to be installed, uh, malm cone shaped. 
um, around $4,000, if I'm not mistaken, plus installation costs, which I don't know yet. Is this idea a good investment? First of all, get an energy assessment on your house. Yep. You can call your local <clears throat> supply company. I think uh, we have Eversource. I don't know where you're call- going from. They're in the Midwest. So in the Midwest. Yeah, I don't know what's so up there. So punch in entity, uh, energy audit, and it doesn't cost you anything. Uh, it, it's basically the, the government or the state picks it up. Mm-hmm. They go into your house. They go in, they go into your house for about maybe four hours. And they go through your house. They change your light bulbs. They do a uh, pressure test, which is very simple. Mm-hmm. Um, they will uh, see much where the air is coming out, where are you, where you're leaking um, from, and that will help you tremendously. They'll find, they'll seal, reseal doors and windows. Man or woman? Who, is this a woman who's saying this? Um, doesn't say. All right. Well, you cannot believe how much heat you lose through a drafty window or a drafty door. Mm-hmm. It's incredible, especially if the wind is blowing. You can feel it. I live in a list of my houses, as you know. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> and I am sealing up everything. And yeah. it makes it that that will make a huge difference in your electric oh, for electricity sure. bill. Um, depending on the fireplace you're going to get, is this what she say? Was it gas? She said, see, that's what I don't know. I don't know what this is really uh, what kind this is. But she said it was a mid-century type of fireplace. Mom, cone-shaped, around four grand, if I'm not mistaken. So I'm assuming that's like a insert? Well, <clears throat> that's another thing. I mean, I have a ventless propane um, fireplace. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's the ball. Oh, it's great. It costs about $2,200, $2, that, that was it. Thing. That was it. Wow, that's it's, it's not much at all. No, it, you know that all depends on what size room you have, what size, mm-hmm. what what your ceiling height, and this thing will blow you out of the house. You have one. It'll oh, I have you, one. Yeah, you right I can only run it for about 15, 20 minutes, right. and I'm like, I'm out. <laughs> you buy it with a thermostat on it. Yep. And um, yeah, the ones that they make now, I mean, you can program them and everything else, and they can definitely take the chill out of your. You know, it's best, it depends on your house too. I mean, yeah. if it's you know single level and it's pretty wide open, it would it would probably heat. Mm-hmm. You know, at least take the chill out of the air and and keep your electric bill down. So I would say a propane insert, or um, if you can get ventless, because yes. you don't lose all that heat, right? Because you're losing at least forty or forty percent of your heat out a vented uh, heater, mm-hmm. and that's the route I would go. Yeah, that may you know lower your electrical bill. Um, and I'm going to just give you a little punch in here because I'm thinking if your electricity bill is really, really high, why don't you check out your solar incentives? If you live in a house, if you have your house, if you, two, you don't have a lot of trees, yep. I would call one of these companies and have them come out there and give you, they'll, they'll give you an energy audit and they'll tell you, save some money on your electricity bill. Like all of it. Yeah. Me. Yeah. Mm. Hey, look, like, just to add that real quick. Yeah. Um, I have a company that's coming in to going to work on me. And uh, right now it looks like they know exactly what I'm using in my house as far as the summer and what mm-hmm. are they, all my appliances. Yep. They set me up. My electric bill right now is over $225 a month. Mm. My electric bill, once I buy the system, is $148 a month. Nice. It never goes up. It never goes up. Okay. For 25 years, it stays the same. Okay. It's 100%. I don't owe the I don't owe Eversource anything. Maybe ten dollars for the meter charge. That's it. Wow, huh. that's a freaking great deal. Dude. That's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I'll take that. Yeah. Anytime. Yep. Yeah. 20 years from now. 25 years from now. Paying that amount. Be chump change. Yeah. I'll be dead by then. <laughs> no, you won't. Uh, we'll keep you around. Uh, after the last two days, <laughs> I'm like, uh, <laughs> all, right. all right. So this guy I felt horrible for. So I could just, I could picture this happening to me too. And you and, Hey everyone, it's been a rough 12 hours in our new home. I left the sink running and it overflowed onto our new hardwood floor ah, for, about, for about 15 minutes. Oh. I quickly mopped everything back up, but there was already black coloring appearing on the edges of the floorboards. Mm -hmm. I put down some baking soda to absorb more water overnight. In the morning, I swept it up and the black stains looked worse. Yep. I'm still drying the area with a dehumidifier and fan, but are my floors effed? My wife has already called somebody to come look at it. She believes the floors are ruined and need to be replaced. I'm pushing to give it some days to dry. If it still looks bad, then we can sand and refinish. I think it's overkill to replace the entire flooring. Poor guy. Well, if it buckles, I feel horrible for him. <laughs> if it's freaking buckling, that's the key. Is the buckling? I don't think I don't know how you're gonna get rid of the black though. It's gonna be inside. It's it's there. I don't know. I don't know how to get rid of that. No. Other than sanding and refinishing. How do you, and then unfortunately it's in the grooves. It's not in the yeah. it sounds like it's a, the black is in the grooves. Right. Because that's the that's the oak that's not been treated. Correct. It's the tongue. Yep. Yeah. So yeah, sounds like you're gonna have to resand all the floors. Give it yeah, and give it time. Give it time to see where she is, where she goes. Um yeah, because I mean there definitely is a difference between replacing the floor and resanding the floors. Mm -hmm. So if it doesn't buckle too much and it's just black marks and they can just sand it and mm -hmm. restain and, and poly and now that you moved into your new house and you're in a new neighborhood you need to go to your lumber yard or your hardware store and find a really good find out who sands floors really well yeah really really good you know um, yeah those guys will those guys will definitely recommend people um and you know that they have to be pretty decent because that's their reputation on the yeah line. yeah so I'm very fortunate to have Sorry, a local, buddy. local I feel so yard. bad. I yeah, feel so bad. I do too. I do too. I mean, it's just, Power it's just one of those things. And you know, eh. all right, let's move on to the next. I received mixed recommendations for adding a half-inch sheet of plywood under granite countertops. Some people say plywood is absolutely needed, and others state that it is not needed, as the cabinets will support the weight of the granite without plywood underneath. I'm assuming the thickness of the granite will also play a role, but wanted to check and see what Reddit thinks before putting down a half inch sheet of plywood. I've never done it. I've never done that. I've never had to do that. Dropped it right on the granite. Right on the cabinet. Yeah. 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 The cabinet should be strong enough. I mean, you check that out briefly beforehand, you know, just check the quality of the cabinetry and make sure there's nothing that's oh, the rotted or anything else. But yeah, the, the weight is evenly it's, distributed it's a, yeah, over all dispersed. the cabinets. Right. Yeah, you shouldn't have a problem with that at all. As long as it's anchored, the cabinets are anchored to the wall, getting yep. in some kind of a stud, you know, they're anchored to the floor also. Mm -hmm. You shouldn't have anything to worry about with, the, no. with that granite. Yeah, so I would I would say bypass the plywood. Plywood or, or sheetrock, right? Is it sheetrock too? No, this is plywood. This is plywood. Half inch yeah. plywood. Yeah, no, you don't need it. No, I agree. So this one is uh, kind of one of those conversations I have quite often with people that are redoing their kitchens. So what type of flooring is really best in a kitchen? Tile, luxury vinyl plank, or engineered wood? The internet is telling me they're all fine, but I'm curious about real experiences. 
I'm replacing an old vinyl plank floor with insurance money after a slab leak, cement slab, old copper pipes, and was originally planning to just replace it with new vinyl plank. I'm second guessing my decision now that it's time to make a purchase and wondering if I should have looked at tile or wood instead. I don't like the hardness of the tile and how the grout always looks dirty, but is it actually the best thing in a kitchen? I love the feel of wood, would get engineered, but worry about something like a dishwasher leak ruining it. Before this house, I've always had tile in the kitchen and complained about the hardness and anything I dropped shattering on it. I'm really torn. Thanks for any opinions. All right. Do you want to go first? Yeah. Go ahead. So my kitchen, luxury vinyl planks. Mm-hmm. Love it. It's softer on your feet. Yep. It's not cold in the wintertime. Love it. And I would not put tile back in the kitchen that I that I own. Right. Right. Yeah. Depending on which she lives, where her where she is, if it's mm-hmm. cold in the winter, that's a that's a cold floor. Yep. Period. I I agree with Colin. I would go with the luxury vinyl planking. Mm-hmm. Um, I was just up at LL Flooring, and the vast array of the stuff that they have, mm-hmm. the mill that they have, mm-hmm. man, you don't have to worry about not, some of the flooring that's up oh, yeah. now. Oh. You, it's th- great. My, it's almost commercial grade. It yeah. Is, it's so affordable. Yep. And I was like, oh, my God. Yeah, you can get out of there in under like four bucks a square foot. Yeah. And you could run your refrigerator over, your dishwasher yep. over it, yep. chairs, tables, everything. Nothing will scratch it. And these things now go like almost 50 feet, too, without any sort of expansion joint. Or yeah. Anything else. I mean, they're 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 rock solid. Well, the <laughs> one really that I got, are. the one that I got, the vinyl plank flooring has uh, actually stone in it. Oh, in really? The center of it. Oh, yeah. OK. And I did. I first got the thicker mill, which was oh my god, it was like sixty pounds. Oh, box. Geez, yeah, yeah, it was I heavy. Got, so I we I got a, a thinner mill, but it's the same. It has the same consistency of the the thicker one. Mm-hmm. Uh, the thicker one was like a more commercial. Yeah, the one that I have is fine. I mean, yeah, dogs, everything you can run on that is, mm-hmm. is great. And you could spill water in all freaking day. Yeah. And you ain't going to have that thing. ain't gonna. Well, it's waterproof. Yeah. You know, it's not water resistant. It's waterproof. Yeah. It, Big difference. Yes. You can submerge that, you know, that poor guy in his new house with the, the sink running over. Yeah. He would have been fine. He would have been fine. He would have been fine. I think the other thing, too, is that which is a lot. If you did tile and you get sick of the tile. You gotta bust that crap up. Oh, and yeah, you're start all go, over. Yeah, Forget it. It's probably vinyl, under, under the cabinets and oh everything else. Yeah, vinyl. You take the quarter round off the corner. Mm-hmm. You get to one corner and brrrp, you pop it right back up. Yep. It's not nailed down. Nope. It's, it's locked in nice, but it, it'll unlock. Mm-hmm. You get and then change it out again. Yeah. Yeah, but go, you probably even won't go with the vinyl plank flooring. Go with the waterproof vinyl plank flooring. Uh, it can come in. It comes in all different colors. It comes wider, skinnier. It can look like hardwood floor now because they give it definition. Yeah. They give it a border. Yep. You can get that kind. Yep. Ma'am or sir, whoever you are, I think <laughs> you'll you will enjoy this uh, adventure. It's it's very interesting. Yeah. It's not overwhelming. It's just like, oh, I like this. Oh, I like that. Yep. Yeah. You'll have fun picking it out. Yeah. Yep. Keep I us, agree. Keep us posted. Yeah, definitely. Love to hear about it. Yeah. So along the same lines of a kitchen vinyl floor, this person is trying to remove one. So, but I think I think we're talking about something a little bit different. So let me read it. Yeah, uh, we are removing a vinyl floor and the quarter inch plywood that was in the kitchen of our 1921 Craftsman home. Blue. This kitchen floor was put in 1995. 
Underneath the plywood and on top of the hardwood floor is a greenish grayish thin underlayment that seems to be glued to the hardwood floor. We had this tested for asbestos and it does not contain any of that. Does anyone know what kind of material that thin underlayment could be? How can I tell if it is rosin paper or felt paper? Does it matter what it is considering I want to remove the paper and try to refinish the hardwood in the kitchen? Any tips for how to remove the thin underlayment layer? Rent, rent it. If it ain't going to scrape up, rent a, uh, a machine, a sander. Oh, just sand it off. Yeah. Use okay. Heavy, 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 heavy grit. Yeah. A, a drum sander and an edger. But I, again, I would call in a professional to do that. I would call it a professional for that too. If you don't know how to use a drum sander, you're going to ruin the floor. It'll yes. Totally tear up your wooden floor. You're just... Yeah. And I think any type of other sander, um, you know, if, if somebody tried to do it with like a palm sander or something no like way. that, it's just going to heat up. And if it is glue, it's going to get all goopy and gummy. Yeah, gummy. And it's not going to be, it's not going to be pretty. Hard to say exactly what that greenish, grayish, thin underlayment is. Um, but she could yeah. also, she could play the devil's advocate. She could call a flooring company in and get an idea. Yeah. I want to get this up, get, get a price from them and blah, 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 blah. Yeah. You know. Yeah. See what you can do, and you know, and then just say, "Oh, you're too expensive." And then go do it yourself if you want to. Yeah, but you're gonna <laughs> hate it. You'll hate that job. You'll yeah. hate life. <laughs> you're gonna hate life. All right. Finally, faux beams. What species of wood to use? So it says we're planning a project to add wood faux beams on our ceilings. They will be stained. Pine is the cheapest, but what should I consider when deciding between different species of wood? So I recommend going to find a reclaimed wood store where you can kind of go look at some different types of woods, you know, that are some that are, you know, just weathered. Um, there's a lot of different they, options. They want to faux it. They want to, they want to paint it and stain it. Well, they want to stain it. Yeah. But I mean, they may not have to, if they look at, I, w- I would just venture out and take a look at the, at, at, at a restore, reclaim wood. Well, you're store. putting it, it depends what kind of beams you're putting in. I wish they had a little more information. If you were doing a supporting beam, you could do a paralam and then you could cover it with a, you could mask it with something else like I'm doing right now. I'm doing a rough sun pine, mm-hmm. pumpkin pine, almost. Mm-hmm. I'm doing rough sun pine. And uh, if anything, I can stain it later. Mm-hmm. And it'll look, for what I'm doing, it, it'll look gorgeous, you know. Yeah. Well, it sounds like they're not putting in like structural beams. They said the wood faux beams. So, right. and they're just thinking pine because it's the cheapest, and then they can stain it. I mean, yeah. You know, well, once you once you stain it, yeah. you're not going to know what kind of wood it is, anyways. You know, if you're going with a dark stain, you know, you don't want to get oak or mahogany or anything along those lines or or cedar, because then you're just going to ruin it. Oh, it's going to just. Yeah, and very all expensive those, too. All those are expensive woods right yeah. now. Yeah, I would yeah. I would still look at the reclaimed wood store. It's they're a lot of fun to go visit anyways. Again, we don't know what kind of room they're doing. Right. Unfortunately. Yeah. Because then that would open up uh, like a lot more avenues. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For me, I would just well, I mean, to play it safe, I would do pine and then stain it to whatever color I want to stain it with. Because mm-hmm. pine is very, you know, you know how it is. Oh yeah. Absolutely. All right, sir. That concludes the July edition of the Reddit. Well, we hope we've answered some of your questions. <laughs> Hopefully. We didn't make anything up. No, no. Yeah. 
All right. So keep the questions coming. Yeah. Uh, tell your friends and family about the show. Keep us posted. Let us know how things are working out. Yeah, absolutely. Let me, let us know. All right. That'd be awesome. We'll see you guys next week. Thank yeah. you very much for listening. We really appreciate it. See ya. See ya.